Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and we just, I guess, are gluttons for punishment as we get all nostalgic, talking retrospectives, and to join me once again to hold my hand down the yellow brick road of memory lane, my dear friends, Lieutenant Command, Command, I, I, I'm not used to that yet, Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. How are you fellas doing? I'm tripping Chase up. Yeah, you are. It's lovely. Because I didn't promote you. I didn't promote you. You went around me. I went above your head. Yeah, you did. (laughs) This guy deserves a promotion. (laughs) He he, he lined some admiral's pockets, you know, with money that doesn't exist. Look at this thing. Look at this document that I made. If that doesn't deserve a promotion. You've been making documents (laughs) since I've known you, dude. (laughs) <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh lordy, we we are we just love a good spreadsheet, don't we, guys? Don't we? I mean, I do. Yeah, David lives, breathes a fashion spreadsheet. Let's go, somebody. Let's let's rock that spreadsheet. Man, 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 man. Well, in all seriousness, though, I know um, Eric is playing around on some some spreadsheets right now. But uh, what's been what's been happening in y'all's corner of the Alpha Quadrant? too much I, I had to get work done on my truck that was fun Ooh, lovely <laughs> lovely man uh, yeah well I'm uh, s- still you know in the process of finishing up house house projects and uh, you know kind of clearing it out here a little bit for its eventual sale so mm. That occupies most of the time. I can dig it. I can dig it. I uh, I do not miss cleaning or organizing house stuff for moving anything. Uh, I do not want to moving move. Moving sucks. It really does, yeah, man. It does. It does. My um. So here's a fun story about moving. Question mark. Um, okay. I think it was. Gosh, when was that? It was like probably 15, 16 years ago, give or take. Um, my parents had already like been separated or you know divorced for uh, a number of years by that point. And uh, my mom's old um, condo in the town that we were living living in, um, she was having like the hardest time selling it. And uh, she had by this time moved out to uh, Las Vegas. Um, so my dad was like looking to get a bigger place I guess and anyways he ended up renting it like agreeing to rent it from my mom which was kind of cool I guess but here here's the kicker so we we the deal was like done and and whatnot on Thanksgiving that particular year and y'all we literally had like one bite of our Thanksgiving meal at our apartment and then we just started putting stuff in our vehicles and driving it over and being in the in the new place like that night. And y'all, I don't know if y'all remember like the big air quotes, big screen TVs from like the 90s, like the big old giant squares that take, you know, like seven drunk monkeys to be able to like move. I had one of those. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like. We were on the uh, the second floor, and like it was like such a booger, like getting up and down 
and stuff and then like getting it up and down you know into the condo and oh I long story short I do not like moving I don't like moving stuff I just want to get my stuff there and just stay there for a very long time if not permanently so thank you for reminding me of that David I, I appreciate you for it you're welcome always happy to uh, mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. yeah what a guy what a guy what a guy so yeah, great guy <laughs> um yeah I, I mean you know my week you know just new faculty or not new faculty just all faculty orientation all staff or- orientation you know all that stuff you gotta do before the school year starts right true story i've been doing that i'm in my third week of that right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um yeah then uh, it was meet the teacher night tonight. Okay. So you know all the parents and the kids came in and they got their schedules and the, yeah, this is something new. Each student gets like a MacBook. They're like their own what? MacBook checked out to them, but from the school. Yeah. What? That they get to keep for the whole year and use. What? Yeah. I was wow. like, wow, that's interesting. Like, are they like MacBook Airs or something? Like the little, like the cheap ones. I, they look like normal MacBooks to me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and then, you know, we had to make, like, a little uh, flyer for ourselves, like, name, contact information, picture, what class you're teaching, like, an elevator pitch for what your class is, right? Math. So you could, like... We so do math. Hand out, so you could hand out to all the, all the parents and the students. I teach your child how to think rationally. That's that's Calc- what I do. Calculus is the is the mathematical study of change. We study the behavior of functions by looking at derivatives, integrals, and limits. I, Those concepts are connected through the fundamental theorem of calculus. Elevator pitch. <laughs> you know, there's one parent out there like, <laughs> what? what? What did he just say to me? This uh, change. I thought we were numbers. <laughs> That's the only constant stereotypical and, and probably very insulting to someone out there, but still. Sp- yeah, yeah. 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 The only constant in this life is change. Welcome <laughs> to calculus. Isn't con- aren't constants like in calculus or something? Con- a constant is just a fancy name for a number. All right. Right. Oh, Constants gosh. and variables, right? A constant is a number. It doesn't change. A variable changes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric, I'm gonna let you do the math stuff. All right. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you do that, and um, I'll not do the math stuff. I'll, I'll feel smart doing algebra, and I'll just call it a day. That sort of thing. Yeah, so. and then I was like, in addition, we had some room set up. In addition, right? set up, set up your room. Yeah, in addition. Wow. Um, <laughs> And I'm like, well, I've never had my own room before, right? Where, like, this is my room, where, like, my desk is in the room, right? It's like, this is my room. It's like, well, I'm responsible for decorating this room? (laughs) It's all mine. It's like, I'm a a very Spartan person. Like, this area you see behind me in the video, if you're not watching the video, right? This is, like, I decorated this corner of my apartment and there's no other decoration. Oh my 
just for this video, I've got this poster and this bookshelf. I like. I don't know how to decorate my room. What am I supposed to put up in my room? And Raquel was like, "You gotta like put like math posters and stuff, cause your kids are gonna hate that walking into that room." And I'm like, "I'm a very Spartan person. This fits my personality." You know, you need. You know what you need, Eric? And maybe I'll send it to you as like a class warming present. It's like that little. It's like the old poster from like the '90s. And it's like the little kitty cat. It's like barely holding on. It's like hang in there. That's what every student no, is. That's dumb and cliche. <laughs> that's why you need it. <laughs> no, but I, I, in front of one of the boards, like I took like some, like lined construction paper. You know, it's lined so you can write your letters in it. Right there's the top line, the bottom line, and like that middle dotted line so you can get your letters all the right size. And so I took one of those and I, in a marker, black marker, I, it was like a beige piece of paper, construction paper, and I wrote Mr. Christofferson on it in a black marker and I hmm, stapled it above my board. And I was like, boom, I decorated. <laughs> the look, school mom. leader, look, the mom, school leader, the school leader, which is the name we use for instead of principal, she's called the school leader. She was just walking by, checking in, and she was like, that's not going to cut it. I'm going to make it my project to make you something nicer. I'm going to use our cricket. I was like, what the hell is a cricket? <laughs> <laughs> it's like cricket. It's like C-R-I-C-U-T. Like cry, cut. They call it cricket. I don't know. It made some like felt. It was like some felt yep. thing, but it yep. had like the sticky on the back. You peeled it off and it sticks to stuff. But you could like cut out the letters. <laughs> Just like I made something nice for you. That was my project. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, Eric. I think you need help. Yeah, I need some decorating help. Wow. Just bring like Raquel in and, and like <laughs> have her do it for you, man. Or at least help. Yeah. Well, work. We'll work on it. Man. 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 I remember. Um. Um. Like at U of M Flint, they uh, when the dorms like first went in, and like they were like hiring RAs. I was not an RA, but um, like I remember the RAs like they had like their floors or whatever, and they had like so many like bulletin boards that they were required to like, you know, decorate and update periodically for the floor. And I'm like, what is this like freaking like elementary school? Like, what? Why do we need to have these decorated bulletin boards in a dorm for crying out loud I mean yeah. to me it makes kind of it makes some sense you know having in school because like you kind of expect that like you know like an elementary middle school type of setting but like a dorm at a university really they want to create man. a sense of community that's <laughs> a sense of belonging you know in our day that's what MySpace was for Okay, all right. Well, this has been um, a different week. Um, so um, where my wife works, um, they do these like required, like um, come to the office type of thing for like, you know, so many days right now. Like you're not required like because everyone's, you know, doing remote work. So like three of the five days this week, you know, she's 
been at the office and the kids have been at the school and I've been by myself in the house and it's like been really quiet and I like what do I do with myself like it it's just so different like not having her here right so um so yeah but other than that, I mean it's just been like meetings and meeting with and like just you know sessions with clients and preparation and you know like you're doing like your faculty orientation Eric and I'm kind of doing that like I'm meeting with my um, department chair and we're having our faculty meeting and oh yeah, it's, it's great it's great the semester is almost here and the crazy is about to begin so yay you ready I'm yes question mark yes yeah, you ready to stay? You ready to stay two weeks ahead in your lesson planning? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. Just takes practice. I mean, like, eh, well, this isn't the time or the place to really get into it, but I mean, like, the way that I've designed like the classes, like it, it basically runs itself. Like when it's all said and done, like, mm-hmm. so. And it's kind of weird because, um, like, I'm the lead for, like, these particular courses in our program. Um, And, like, either the department chair or the um, other core faculty member is going to be potentially teaching the class that I've designed. I'm like, this is kind of weird, but that's kind of cool at the same time, too. It's just, and, like, you know, we might get an adjunct, I don't know, but... Yeah, it's shenanigans. Shenanigans. I swear the next person says shenanigans is going to get pistol whipped. Hey, Fargo, what's the name of that restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> All right, have we, have we jibber-jabbered long enough, or do we need to jibber-jabber some more? I think we're good. We're good? Okay. Fellas. Fellas, fellas, fellas. We have gone through all the shows of the past year so far and with talking now about Lower Deck Season 2, this one's going to bring us home uh, with the, the, this last year of, of um, Star Trek so um, all y'all in listener land, uh, like we've been doing if this, if this is your first time listening to one of our retrospectives um, we're, I mean, we're going back, we're talking about um, in this case, you know, Star Trek Lower Deck Season 2. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the overall themes and what we liked, what we weren't too crazy about, and eventually get to, you know, would we rate the season differently than what our averages ended up stating pretty much. So, um, guys, Season 2 of Lower Decks aired one year ago from when we were, were talking about this. One year year ago this aired august 12th the, the season premiere was august 12th 2021 holy shnikes season three premiere pretty Aug- soon here yeah august 25th is what we're looking at for the season three premiere so like two weeks wow is it two weeks 14 days right but when they're listening to it from when the at the time of this recording oh there we go there we go. So yeah, one one year ago, uh, when this when this premiered, 
So like we've done before, gents, um, when you think about this show, you know, in terms of like whether you watched all 10 episodes prior to this or not, um, just, you know, just thinking about like the content that came out, what would you say, generally speaking, some of the overall themes or theme is for this particular season? Uh, well, like always, before we get into the themes, I'll just talk about our excitement level or my excitement level. Commander Eric and his pontificating. Here we go. Right. I've done it every time. I got to keep doing it now. Right. It's like my thing. I'm looking for my thing. This is my thing. It's my thing. It's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I wasn't the biggest fan of season one of Lower Decks. I didn't even watch it as it premiered like every week because it just it didn't wasn't the thing that was like caught my attention. Um, but I will say season one of Lower Decks ended on a very strong note. The final three episodes I thought were pretty fantastic and you know, culminating in, you know, Riker saves the day for the second time in one year of television, which was pretty awesome, but it's the Titan! Mariner, there's a pack led party and you didn't invite me. <laughs> that was that was pretty accurate. Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It pretty good, you know. So like, with the end of season one, like the final three episodes being a high, you know, I was kind of feeling like maybe you know we're catching on to something. Maybe there'll be something good happening. And uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm into season two. I'm I'm excited for season two and i knew we were going to be recapping it every week which we didn't do for season one so i was like okay we're you know we're getting back into our recaps because we we had basically been off from recaps since discovery ended in like january of the like right so we're like eight months off or seven months off of recaps yeah so i was like okay we're getting back into the thing and then season two premiere and the premiere episode is quite a stinker in my opinion (laughs) and i think in pretty much all of our opinions it's not a very highly rated episode (laughs) and then you know the season went on and it went on and luckily these episodes are short (laughs) wow wow Oh, that's that's my pontificating. Um, if you're looking for a theme, we always I remember this from a year ago. We used to like how much Star Trek can we fit into Star Trek, right? That was Mike McMahon on the Star Trek Day panel. Yeah, like yeah. we got a lot of Star Trek coming up. <laughs> it's like how much Star Trek can we shove into 23 minutes, right? How many? Easter eggs can I fit in here? How many random callbacks to show I have an encyclopedic knowledge? Guess what? There are other people out there that have an encyclopedic knowledge. And just mentioning some random thing that happened in some random episode 30, 50 years ago does not a good episode make, okay? Does not a show make. But if you're looking for a theme, how much Star Trek can we fit into Star Trek? How many Easter eggs can we put in here? And how many sex jokes can we make? Okay. Thank thank you, Eric. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can't act like I was all that enthusiastic about Lower Decks. Um, I didn't do the original kind of rundown of Lower Decks Season 1 with you guys. Uh, but I did watch it uh, sort of in, I, I guess, preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, eh, you know, it wasn't really my jam. Um, but yeah, <laughs> how many times have we put? Oh, geez, another sex joke. Oh, sex totem. All naked people. Oh, the naked dream sequence. Yeah, we get it. You know, it's it's childish. You know, it's childish humor. It's an attempt to kind of like... I mean, I don't really want to say family guy it because family guy at least could be clever. Uh, I didn't really think anything in here was particularly clever. Um, but, the, yeah, they really tried very hard to shove a lot of Star Trek in into this show. A lot of random references... Um, but you know, there, there were some, there were some moments here that were at least interesting, you know, some more, uh, crew building. I I could almost stretch a bit and say that there was maybe a little bit of an attempt at, uh, at actual crew building a bit, you know, getting people, uh, a little closer, like with, you know, Boimler coming back. Uh, from his limited uh, run on the Titan, so yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna say anything good about it, they at least I I think at least did try and tie the crew a little bit more together, which was nice. Okay. I don't really know what the theme is, man. I really don't. I'm on the struggle bus, guys. The the thing that. I've been thinking about, especially in preparing for this little adventure that we're on, you know, the, the thing that they, they were doing, um, I can't remember if they did it for season one, but I know for season two, they did like a Wrath of Khan style like poster. And even now for, you know, preparing for season three, you know, they're, they're doing like a search for Spock type of, of poster. So I'm going off on a rabbit trail here, but can y'all think of any kind of like wrath of Khan connection to, to this season, to season two of lower decks? Cause I'm, I'm just drawing a blank and I've been trying real hard. Yep, that's me. Yeah, no. Nothing about this strikes me as like rather conny. Uh, well, uh, now, now that I'm thinking about it, the, uh, they mentioned SETI Alpha once. Okay. Did they? In passing. Yeah, it just popped in my head. It was uh, when they were uh, the the episode with the captain's party, where the the one uh, guy with the data uh, bath yeah, soap. Yeah, an embarrassment of duplers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Well, you left me on SETI Alpha Four. It's not even. I don't know. I don't remember the whole 
punchline to that, but they mentioned it, that part of it. So there's something. Okay. I don't, I don't, yeah. I think the, um, the, uh, this is going to be like a major stretch gang, but I'm going to go there. I think the, if there is any semblance of a theme, and I'm being very gracious. I think it would be like understanding each other better and perhaps connection. I mean, like we, we had the end of, you know, season one with, you know, Rutherford um, having like his, his memories and stuff wiped and everything like that. And then with what happened with Shaxx and then like, you know, we don't talk about what happened to Shaxx type of thing. And, like you have like some some funny moments like with Shaxx, like um, like him being just randomly alive now, and we're just not going to talk about it, type of thing. And then like you know Mariner and um, uh, Captain Freeman's relationship, and like them, you know, beginning to be less adversarial with each other, I suppose, or standoffish. So, I mean, if there's going to be anything, I think that might be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll we'll roll with it. We're, we're rolling with it. <laughs> so, um, all right. We're moving on. <laughs> moving right along. Um, so I know that. So full disclosure to us and to the people in listener land. You know, this certainly isn't our our absolute favorite. You know, Star Trek series to watch to consume. But that being said. Uh, we're not here to yuck anyone's yum. If this is your your jam, then awesome, gents. What were some things that maybe you liked that you enjoyed um, in the episodes that came out this season uh, with with Lower Decks? So I will say that while there were a lot of sex jokes, and that's a preview for my dislikes, um, there were a lot of jokes that actually did land like this is a comedy show so ostensibly you should get a few laughs out of it right Mm -hmm. well there were some pretty pretty solid laughs in here like i don't know if anybody else laughed super hard at it but when tom paris saw boimler the kazon yep that to me was hilarious a kazon (laughs) 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 like that joke landed perfectly for me yeah um when we have this giant bank of evil computers like in whatever episode that was um and it like you just see oh they put the evil computer armis or not armis was an evil computer i forget what this evil computer is there's the armis is in here too <laughs> there's the jeffrey combs was our evil computer right and then it just pulled back and all the evil computers are chirping. It's like great joke landed perfectly, but it's one of those jokes that maybe it doesn't land as well. If you're not like a huge star Trek fan, you don't get, well, there's always some evil computer, Yeah. but yeah. to me that joke landed perfectly. Um, <laughs> like in, in the wedge Dudge episode when they're like to lend, you have lost all control. Ah, ah, and she's ah, just like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, she, and she's like, 
I have a feeling. Feeling? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, she has lost all control. Like, because, you know, like, that is, like, Vulcan losing all control, talking about feeling. And it's a, it's a great joke that lands really well. So, while it's not always my style of humor, I think there are good jokes to be had in this. And I will give the show credit when it has a joke that lands well. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, what did I like? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need some more time to think? I can keep going. Or I can go. Do you, you have other things that you like? Or are you just yeah, lying? Yeah, sure. Sure, I have other things that I like. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about something controversial that I know y'all weren't too crazy about. And that is... Um, the Where Pleasant Fountains Lie, our good old-fashioned Renaissance episode. Look, man, anytime we get some, like, Ren fair in Star Trek, I'm, I'm all for it. And um, I know that this was, like, the, something that Eric loved so very much, right, with um, with all the sex jokes and stuff. But, man, like, any... Look, we get some... Get some... Get me some Ren fair stuff, and I'm, I'm there for it, man. But, look, the, the last two episodes... Uh, perhaps the last three episodes of season two, I thought were really solid, really solid. Um, Wedgduj and first first contact, I love the heck out of it. You know, seeing um, seeing an Excelsior class ship, that was pretty cool. Um, again, um, and then like I thought it was like hilarious, like with like the different um, like lower decks that they were like kind of going to in that particular episode of Wedgduj. Um, especially at the very end when credits are rolling, like Borg Cube 90182, and it's, you know, just a bunch of drones just sleeping, recharging, whatever. Um, looking at our at the nominee list that we had, you know, for, um, for our TRTV awards, five of the seven nominees were from this show for Funniest Moment, by the way. So... There, I mean, there are definitely some truly funny moments that happened, which I think is something to, to like, you know, something to really commend this show with. Um, and I'll say a little, some other stuff when we get to um, the not so crazy, the dislike stuff. But um, yeah, and I think um, embarrassment of Duplers. I know when we were talking about that, um, we we actually had some really deep conversation I think about like some ethical stuff that David highlighted um, when we were talking about that so um, I like the fact that that was one particular episode and we had like the the great Richard Kind you know lending his voice to that particular dupler um, that really gave us some good conversation so I'm I'm thankful for that I, that was one thing I really liked even if that's kind of maybe ancillary to the actual content that was being broadcast so yeah, I'll give you some more time, David. Uh, picking up on the Richard Kind thing, I, th- I thought the season had some pretty solid uh, guest appearances. Oh, yeah. Like Richard Kind, you know, I mean, he's not like a huge name, but like I know him from lots of different things. I mean, most people would know him from Spin City. Mm-hmm. Stargate. He was, he was on Stargate Atlantis, like played the guest role in two episodes. Um, the Stargate movie. But, you know. Oh, he's in the Stargate movie too. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, and then you had, you know, obviously uh, uh, Robert Duncan McNeil mm-hmm. as Tom Paris. You had uh, 
the great Jeffrey Combs. Like, who doesn't love Jeffrey Combs? Like, I love me some Jeffrey Combs, and he played that evil computer really, really well, and you could tell he was having fun with it. Uh, they got Alice Krieg, right, as the, back as the voice of the Borg Queen, right? Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was there were some pretty good guest stars. I will give it that. And then, and then, you know, uh, the episode Wedge Judge, which Chase mentioned, and I said it at the time, that's the best episode of Lower Decks ever. Like, it's never been as good as that, in my opinion, that, like, fully delivered on the premise of this show, of the Lower Decks, and it was just, like, a day-off episode, but it was super funny seeing the Vulcan Lower Decks, and then the Klingon Lower Decks, and they're, like... <laughs> and it was just it was it was a really solid episode and I have to give it credit for that. Yeah. You got anything yet, David? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's like it's an animated show that tried to be funny. And um, there, there, there was some some better humor in this one than than season one. They did, however, rely on quite a few sex jokes to the point where it's like, if I mean, there are at least two times that I can think of immediately where it's like, well, thank God for Sonic shower in a black box, you know. <laughs> so, but. Um, when you take that away it's fine i just felt that like the episodes got a little busy so it was it was fine trash tv is what i call it it's fine trash tv like it's not anything that i necessarily want to think about too much but it did have a relatively decent couple of highs there with Wedge Doge, which was a great episode. I mean, it really was. It really was a, a really good episode of Lower Decks, you know, of Lower Decks. Um, first Contact was good. You know, I, I think maybe some of the premise of a few of these other shows, like, you know, I, I know how much you. You, you, what's your pet name for, for episode eight, uh, Eric? I excrement. Yeah. I mean, the, I thought that the, the premise of that episode was interesting. It didn't quite do it, but it, it could have been really interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the sort of vocal cameos were, were fun. Uh, but eh, it was just kind of eh. I can't get too excited about it. I even rewatched it too because I had completely forgotten it. It had been so long that I had forgotten all most of this season. It's just like, meh, okay, smash through this in in a day and and be done with it. Yeah, that's all. That's a plus, right? You know, it's like they're short. It's like ten episodes. There's only like five. Wow. True. For those who like to binge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched um, two of them just like back to back, like real quick, just before we recorded. So there we go. 
Well, I guess that's just like that's a natural segue into what I'm sure some of y'all want to talk about, and that's the the dislikes, the things that maybe you weren't too crazy about with this particular season. Let me tell you about toads. <laughs> let me let me tell you about cuckolds. Okay, I, I, I do I want to start with something, like, before we just might go off the rails. I want to start with something here. Um, Star Trek is an IP, an intellectual property, where we are supposed to solve our problems through science, through technology, through our cunning, right? Through our using wisdom solve our problems through diplomacy right that is how we are supposed to solve our problems and I think Strange New Worlds the show we just recapped last time got back to that at its heart that was how we were solving our problems through science technology our cunning through diplomacy that's not what Lower Decks is hmm not at all. Key, you know, uh, piece of evidence number one. Um, probably the most important piece of evidence that I will, I will put up here. In the premiere episode, Strange Energies, which is a terrible episode of television, which I would actually rate lower after having seen it again. A Dang. Year um, just a terrible episode of television. How do we solve our problem? Okay, so Ransom, our first officer, gets all these incredible powers, right? How do we solve our problem in that episode? Kick him in, in the groin. We kick him in the groin over and over <laughs> and over again. I had to apply concentrated force to your neutral zone. <laughs> Somehow it's right funnier when Eric down, says man. it. Since when is Star Trek an intellectual property where you solve your problem by kicking someone in their private parts over and over again? That is embarrassing as far as I am concerned. I am embarrassed for Star Trek that an episode was created like that. Embarrassed. Honestly. Like, it's it it serves no place in Star Trek. Just now, I know some people will think it's funny. And if you do, please think it's funny. But I am embarrassed for that moment. Just wait till you get to episode four, Eric. Yes, episode four <laughs> is embarrassing as well. I will give episode four a little bit. Oh, I will give episode four a little bit more credit because when Boimler and Rutherford finally solve the problem, they do so using they like they come in. They they come in. It looks like they made like a bamboo gun, but they did like a slide presentation. Right. And they talked to the Ferengi through like money issues and like, okay, at least the problem was somehow solved in like a diplomatic way using their cunning, right? Yes, things that came before that in that episode 
I am also embarrassed by, right? Chase was so embarrassed by this. I on our TRTV awards, I tried to like name this thing in a certain way, and Chase is like, I don't feel comfortable using those words. <laughs> so we had to alter the wording. That's how embarrassing this this that episode was the Magato Gumato episode. She's like, I don't feel comfortable literally writing those words or saying this Let alone on our saying podcast. It. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like it's embarrassing when you have these wild Gumatos engaging in primal activities where one of them likes to watch. Embarrassing. Eric, I knew I could count on you to really <laughs> really wordsmith the heck out of that one. <laughs> yeah. I and then and then in the I excrement episode. Like there's a scene where where they're all naked and they're engaged in some wild orgy thing, right? And let's like why? What? Why did you need to put this in the episode? It's embarrassing to Star Trek as an intellectual property. It's and I don't understand somebody like Mike McMahon who claims to love Star Trek. You don't. I don't think you understand it all that well. And how are you not embarrassed by something like this? It. it, it, it I, I am literally embarrassed for Star Trek that some of these things made it onto television in the under the under the banner of Star Trek. You want to put these things on television? Fine. I think there's a place for that there's probably an audience. But putting it on television under the banner of Star Trek, I find to be embarrassing. Sure. I didn't like that um it became such a restrictive show you know you're this isn't something that you're going to be able to show kids unless you don't care about some of the themes which i would sort of rank as questionable um i don't i don't really like the fact that you're that i don't like the fact that there was some interesting stuff in here but on the whole, it all gets drugged down by pretty juvenile humor. And I, I guess I don't need everything to be clever. I mean, I laugh at a fart joke just as much as anyone else. I mean, if you've heard one comedian, you've heard many comedians and they all follow a similar lineup. But you're lowest common denominator here in the comedy it's it's all really low-hanging fruit so on the one hand you're trying to stuff all these star trek references in here and on the other hand you're making sex jokes it, it, it's a huge contradiction in terms and while i don't necessarily you know, go as hard as they should be embarrassed about it because there's a lot worse out there. Um, I think it can be a little bit worse because this isn't an IP that has done this. This isn't, I mean, what would be risque 
naked now. You know, there are some risque-ish episodes, but the way in which a lot of this was played up was very much, very much meh. Now, I guess I should have given them some credit because I, I do feel like that there were times when they did execute plans, but they weren't necessarily like the most well thought out and or most Star Trek answers to certain problems. Some of them were a bit rudimentary. So I guess to just sort of end it here, and we'll pass the baton. It was a very formulaic, but very mid mid show. It just didn't quite hit on many marks you know you got a chuckle here and there but by and large i think it was trying to be clever and what it wound up being was more juvenile and formulaic so it just didn't really quite do it at least not on all episodes yeah um i think the the <clears throat> the sex joke stuff I mean that's probably the most you know obvious thing that could be spoken about uh, I, I think apart from that like there was just and, and I don't really care if it's an animated show or not like a story is a story is a story and there were just some characters that I think could have been maybe included utilized maybe just a little bit more um, like I remember kind of like having like an excitement mixed with an eye roll like when I was seeing some trailers um, early on like with a Temerian officer and I can remember like once upon a time where I used to think like what would it be like to have like a Temerian Starfleet officer type of thing we got Kayshawn right like in episode 2 showing up and you know like that was pretty much it like where he was front and center and like you had him like showing up for like him laughing at a, a joke that Captain Freeman said or you know sitting down at the bar but that was it like I, I think there could have been like more utilization of like some of the characters um, which is what I wasn't too crazy about and the next thing I'm going to say it's not so much the, the episodes that I liked it's I think the principle behind it um, it's the the fact that these are 25 minute episodes and we're getting 10 episodes in a season and I'm not asking necessarily for 26 episodes or 51 which would probably be like a normal animated series um, season but I think that like if you're doing like less than a half an hour like there should be more than 10 episodes like regardless of if you like it or not like I think that's just part of the expectation of like animation in, in my book um, yeah but there are 10 episodes that are just stuffed so full of stuff yeah right? Star Trek and Star Trek yeah it's like it's like there's like some of them that had like four pl plot lines in 23 minutes yeah this is you know the this may not be fair, but I think this season in particular is representative of the fears that a lot of people had 
with Seth MacFarlane's um, Orville show, where it was just going to be Family Guy in space. Like it was going to be a bunch of fart jokes and sex jokes and like frat boy humor type stuff. And if you've, and I've said it on this show before, but if you haven't watched the Orville, you are missing out. It is a fantastic series. And especially like the current season that just dropped on um, um, Hulu uh, for their, for their uh, third season. Oh my gosh. So good. Um, it's coming to its own. And I think, in fact, I think it was, um, wasn't it, um, was it Discovery or was it Lower Decks? I think that was um, trying to air like 30 minutes before the Orville dropped because like they, because of how well the Orville was performing. Do either, well, David, you watched the Orville, didn't you? Um, I mean, I watched like the first two seasons. Yeah, and the third, yeah, the third season just dropped on Hulu. So, um, but yeah, I think it was like, whatever, whatever. Like, my, I guess my point is like, I think this, this particular season really is what people feared the Orville was going to be. And that is just a bunch of like fart jokes and sex jokes, uh, for the sake of doing fart jokes and sex jokes. Um, I wish we had more of like the stuff from, you know, like Wedge Dush and First First Contact, you know, the Dupler episode. I wish we had more of that um, showing up in Lower Decks. Um, I'd be okay even if it was like, you know, maybe moving closer to like 50% where it's like, maybe not more serious, but it's like, you know, more grounded, right? Like it's, it, it has like more of like that Star Trek kind of vibe and feel to it of like science and understanding and exploration and stuff instead of just like how can we fit uh fit in a journey to start a city rag to get a sex totem pole type of thing yeah and and let let me just say like i don't have a problem with sex jokes like if a show wants to make a sex joke that's fine it's not like my favorite type of humor but i don't think there's anything necessarily inherently wrong with the sex joke and I'm certainly not approved by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't think entire episodes need to be built around a sex joke. Right? I don't think sex jokes need to be forced into the show for no reason whatsoever. I'll I'll like say um in the the spy humongous episode, like Ransom and uh Shax are escorting that the polit the the guy who wants asylum right but he's really the spy and he's like so why are you seeking asylum did you try to start an uprising did you for some other reason is it some kind of sex thing like you didn't need that like it was just it was you didn't need it so it's like i'm not opposed to sex jokes but it's just when they feel forced in there for no reason or when you build an entire episode around them. Sure. It's like, it's just, it's just, it's immature. It's immature writing. You know, if I wanted to watch Ren and Stimpy, I would just go watch Ren and Stimpy, you know, kids. That's, that's a show. Hell now. <laughs> kids. That's a, that's a show from the early nineties, by the way, you know, it, I I I, th- I think we all just kind of expect more out of it, and then they also have the unfortunate happenstance to have uh, Prodigy, which is animated, 
and it's very good and it's also serious this wasn't their serious show but it doesn't have enough substance to balance out the childishness and that's where that's kind of where they're going wrong at least for me it's like I can see that there are attempts but it doesn't wind up hitting the mark so it just winds up feeling overly childish I I mean there's been a hundred shows that have done that yeah and they're far more clever Beavis and Butthead Robot Chicken Rocco's Modern Life Family Guy American Dad The Cleveland Show Let's not go that far. I've <laughs> never seen a single episode of any of these shows. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not really missing anything. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. All right. Well, I guess uh, with that, um, you know, we've we've asked this question before in our in our discussions, but you know, now that we have one a year in between, you know, when it premiered and us talking about that and having all 10 episodes, does this season get better now that we're not right up against it? No. Okay. Um, no, it doesn't get better. I mean, I didn't like it at the time. (laughs) I don't like it now not necessarily going to say it get, got worse, but yeah, I could power through it, right, in an afternoon as opposed to having to watch this week by week. So, I mean, that's something. Um, does it, I guess, does it make me excited? Does it make me want to come back for season three? Like, does the cliffhanger at the end of this season draw me in and make me want to come back I guess I guess that is something that the season did well because I do want to see the resolution to this packload situation I'm I'm over the packloads at this point I think it was um, very interesting to bring them back at the end of season one as like oh we thought they were a joke but now they're not kind of over them now but I do want to see the resolution of this however that plays out so I think that's something that the season does well so does that answer the question of does this season hold up (laughs) I'm not sure I answered it other than saying no originally okay so 10 episodes 3 people 30 ratings out of 30 ratings we have what one two three four five episode or five ratings of those 30 that were eight or above it doesn't matter if the last two episodes are the best episodes ever (laughs) that doesn't necessarily hold the entire season no um so as a season i think it's relatively forgettable um, but I, I will give it the benefit of I think it's hard to say that it's better than the last season of Discovery but 
I could see more people watching this in a quick hit because you can binge us faster and there are a few laughs and there are a couple of good episodes. I could see somebody saying I could watch this season, rewatch it, but not rewatch the last season of discovery. Oh, I'm I'd, I'd be in that camp myself. Yeah. I, and think, I think the only reason is because you can get it done quicker and discovery drags. Yeah. I just, I mean, I just, But see, that, that I think is is the only kind of saving grace for this show is that it's not particularly memorable. You you don't ever build characters enough to really care, care about them. I mean, I kind of like Tendi, but, you know, it's, she's there. She, she's in there. You know, I like, uh, what was our, our Bajoran uh, officer? Shax. Shax. Yeah. I liked him. Kind of, for some reason. Yeah, have you heard of the Black Mountain? Let me <laughs> tell you about that. <laughs> oh, like there's some 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 there there's some good. There's some laughs. There's a couple of decent episodes. I just think that that's the only thing that really saves this and kind of really buries Discovery because Discovery is supposed to be epic, live action, and I could. I could. I don't think I'd say I'd rather, but I could watch a 10-episode little sex-jokey animated show over that. That's kind of crazy. 250 minutes versus roughly 450? 500? Yeah. That time is money, man. I don't know, man. Like... It's not, I don't think it really, it's, it just, it is, it, it just, it is what it is. Um, I don't know if I'd say it gets worse. I wouldn't say it gets better. It just exists. Um, and that's, that's all I can really say. I mean, like I'm definitely in that camp, right? Of, I would much rather watch lower decks if I have the choice between Lower Decks and Discovery, I would much rather watch this and just get it over with. I was, you know, as y'all were talking um, and sharing your, your thoughts about, like, the the likes and the dislikes, I was thinking uh, for some reason, like, this just seems like it'd be, like, the kind of show, like, to me, not everyone, but, like, to me, like, this would be, like, the thing that you'd have on, like, mid-morning, kind of like, like, let's make a deal and price is right type of thing, like, you'd like just watch this like when you're you're staying home sick from school or work or whatever um that that that's me right like that's that's kind of how i view this like this is like a mid-morning like daytime soaps type of programming <laughs> like that's that's what i would watch so i'll i'll, I'll shut you, up are you saying this is your your days of your lives over here and yeah, yeah 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 i, I want to um just go on a, a brief rabbit trail before we get to um like the, the revisiting like the rating things and how we'd rate it now um, but you know um, not too long ago I was talking to y'all about this like the fact that Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds are going to have a crossover um, here in the very near future um, I think it's actually going to occur in, the, in Strange New Worlds what I'm wondering is how do you think 
that interaction is going to um, affect the shows respectively. Well, first off, these shows are are distanced by 120 years in time, right? That's true. So you're going to have to do some weird timey-wimey stuff that we know David loves in order to make this happen. And listen, we saw Strange New Worlds be quite not serious in a couple of episodes um, to various degrees of success. Um, I think that it's a terrible idea and I'm not excited for it, like, at all. I think I'm more excited for that than, like, Michael Burnham going back in time to, to Strange New Worlds. That would be awful. <laughs> um, listen, you have a contract and you have to do it, but I think Anson Mount is probably like, what the hell are you making me do? I'm a professional, and I'll go do it because my contract says I have to, and my contract says I have to talk complimentary about it. But I have to think deep down, he's like, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> do we know? <laughs> do we know how, like, how obtrusive this crossover is going to be? Has been anything like rumor mill wise of how it's going to happen? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet, but I mean, it's it's got to be like some kind of like. It's 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 gonna be one of two things, dude. One of two things: the the like a time travel mechanism, right? Like that's gonna happen, or there's going to be the holodeck involved on the Cerritos, and there's gonna be something because like any good holodeck episode, the holodeck has to go awry, which will, is where we're gonna somehow go from animated to live action, right? So that's that's just my my best guess of the one of two ways it's going to really play out. And was was this crossover, it is happening in Strange New World. In Strange New World Season 2, yeah. I thought it was happening in Lower Decks. Yeah, it'd make, it'd make more sense in Lower Decks because then you could do like a holodeck type of thing and not have to do time stuff. But if you're doing it on Strange New Worlds, what are they... Spock searching the archives and just finds, oh, look at this animated show that people used to watch. I will find out and confirm it with you. Oh, there we go. Here we go. An episode of Star Trek Strange New World Season 2 will welcome Newsom and Quaid's animated characters from Lower Decks aboard the USS Enterprise. There you go. So they're going to be on drugs. Be great. Be great. Anyway. There we go, gang. Oh, there we boy. go. All right. My big, I think my, my biggest concern is, you know, like what we've been talking about with, um, like, the tone of Lower Decks and, like, the jokes and how things have been handled. I'm... I'm worried, but I'm hopeful. Like kind of in the sense that I'm worried that the tone that we us three are collectively concerned about 
and aren't too crazy about will somehow rub off on Strange New Worlds. That's what I'm concerned about. But the thing that I'm hopeful for is that somehow the things that we love so much about Strange New Worlds will somehow rub off on Lower Decks. That's all I gotta say about that. If there's nothing else, let's let's talk ratings. <laughs> yeah. So um, we like like we've done before, right? Like we went week by week. We gave our our numerical ratings, uh, which gave us some averages um, and whatnot. So um, looking at the averages, Eric, your overall average for season two of Lower Decks came out to be a six point three. David, yours was a six point nine. And mine was a 6.999999 or 7. So, that being that being the case, do y'all um, keep it or do you tweak it in terms of how you would overall rate the season? I, I honestly don't care enough to change any of the episode <laughs> ratings. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I really don't. <laughs> Like I made it a point to change like I feel like four, at least four, maybe even five of my Strange New Worlds ratings last time because it was, it was that important that like I I changed them because I was still in slow your roll mode. Um, I I don't care enough to change any of these ratings, honestly. I stand by Wedge Dudge being the best episode Lower Decks has ever had. Um, I stand by Mugato Gamato being a piece of junk that should never have aired. Um, I stand by Strange Energies being a really bad episode. I stand by I Excrement. And I'm not going to change any of them. But when I looked at the average and said 6.33... That jumped out at me as being just like, wow, that's really high. (laughs) 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 I think that nine that I gave Wedge Dudge is pulling that up. It's like, here, here's a lifeline here. I'm going to pull you up. (laughs) Um, No, I like. I. I hesitate to just flame this as a whole because just because it's not my cup of tea, so to speak, right? You know, I prefer a more serious start. Not that, but like, I I like, like Captain's Holiday is one of my favorite episodes and that's not a serious episode, Mm -mm. but at least we're like, he's like Picard doing archaeology things, right? There's some sort of science there, you know? So you can be silly and ridiculous. You don't have to be serious, but you can still do it in a way that I enjoy. I just don't enjoy this show. I don't enjoy watching it. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I said several times as we were doing these, I'll just give it a rating and wash my hands of it, right? Mm-hmm. And David then had to make a joke like, yeah, you're going to need to go wash your hands after that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, David. I don't know. Give it a 5.9 and move on. 
5.9 it is. Yeah, I was a little little uh, surprised at the 6.9. Honestly. Um, I don't really feel the need to change individual ratings, though. I mean, I look back through that because this is this was one where I missed a couple uh, throughout the season, a couple recordings, and had to go back. But you know, I, I do give it a little bit of credit. I would watch it before I watch Discovery, uh, is like again. But it, it wasn't really anything super special. It, you know, it just it didn't do it. It didn't do the thing unfortunately um and i would be highly surprised if they changed the formula this just seems to be what right. they're interested in doing right. and that's not really what i'm interested in very much well i mean i'm sure we'll watch it i suppose isn't that what we do but uh yeah i mean it just as an overall score you know six five just drop it down a little bit let it go Okay. Yeah, I would, like David was saying, I would much rather um, watch Lower Decks over Discovery any day. Uh, that's just me. Um, but, man, like, I'm at a 7 compared to you guys, right? Like, with my average. Um, maybe I was being too generous, except for uh, the Mugato Gamato episode where I gave it a 3.6 and y'all both gave it a 4. Yeah, I think 3.6 is the worst rating, like individual rating of all 53 episodes from the past year. Wow, man. I'm, I'm glad I can set the example for y'all. Lead, lead <laughs> by example is great. Um, yeah, like, this is, I mean, it's not my first choice, right? Like, I'm, I'm, it, it's just not my first choice of a show that I want to watch. Um, but, I mean, there's some good stuff. Like, I mean, I watched uh, Wedge Doge and First First Contact today just before, uh, you know, we, we came to record um, this retrospective. And I like those episodes. Those are those are good good episodes. But, um, I don't know, man. Seven just seems, like, too generous, like, you know, with the ratings. And, um, I don't know, like, there's there's some good, there's some good things in there. But... I'm kind of in the same camp as David and um, I'm not going to change like any individual stuff you know I don't want I don't want to math and I don't want a spreadsheet to math for me so um, um, I'm just gonna like take a play out of David's playbook and just do do a six five myself which gives us an overall season rating um, retrospective rating right of 6.3 um, compared to what our combined averages were of um, 6.75 when we were originally doing this. So, yeah, 63%, man. And, um, That's failing. That, that, is, that is a true story right there. But um, what I, I don't go to IMDb. I know you guys do, or Eric does at least. Like, What are we looking at with IMDb for this oh, show? I'm sure I can, I can bring that up pretty it's it's significantly better than what like we have rated it. Of course. I'll, I'll go through some. Of, I'll go through some of them right here. 
For instance, Strange Energies, which is an episode I think is terrible, which we all read not too well, has a 7.1. Mugato Gibato, which we all think was pretty terrible, which, as I said, got the lowest overall rating of any episode, like with Chase's 3.6, is rated a 7.4. Very respectable. Wow. Mm-hmm. I excretus, better known as I excrement. <laughs> you ready for this one? 8.4. I think that just has to do with the Borg. Anything with the Borg automatically, people are going to rate high. Wedge uh, Douche has an 8.8. That's very good. First First Contact has an 8.7. That's pretty solid. Mm hmm. The lowest, the lowest rated episode is a 7.1. That's Strange Energies. So uh, IMDb has pretty solid ratings for every episode. There's nothing that's like got flamed like Discovery got flamed on IMDb. Like Discovery got flamed on IMDb. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, well. Any uh, any closing thoughts, final thoughts on uh, this retrospective before we get to the most important part of the show? No. No. All right. No, I'm good. Cool. Well, in that case, let's uh, let's move on to the Twitter poll. Twitter poll. All right, guys. Um, we we did some very important, um, you know, research. Some very important um, polling of the, the, the Twitterverse, uh, and it was this particular inquiry. Which Star Trek Lower Decks bridge officer would fare best at selling Girl Scout cookies? Here we go. Which Star Trek Lower Decks bridge officer would fare best at selling Girl Scout cookies? Choices were Freeman, Ransom, Shax, and Kayshawn. Tell me the tell me the people again. Freeman, Ransom, Shax, Kayshawn. Well, Kayshawn is the worst because he doesn't speak the language. <laughs> I think Shax might like scare people into buying them. Like, ah, yes, yes, I will buy some, so you will not <laughs> hurt me, Mister Bajoran refugee person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Shaq's the answer. Okay. What do you got, David? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think Shaq's as well. Honestly, because, like, I remember that episode where he was making, like, pottery. It's like, I'm going to make myself a cute little ashtray. <laughs> I just feel like he'd be, he'd be like, uh, he'd be like a big sweet guy. You know, it's like, come here, eat my sweet little cookies. <laughs> for the record, had I, had I voted in this, I would have voted for Shaq's. Um, so that being the case, let's go to the results. Coming in in last place with 6.3% of the vote. Oh, Captain, my Captain, Captain Freeman. Did, did we even mention Carol Freeman once in this podcast? No. <laughs> we also didn't really say anything about Mariner either. It's too late, y'all. We're, we're on, the, we're on the, the Twitter poll now. 
All right, coming in in um, in third place. Our uh, third place, Kayshawn. All right, now this one was a real nail biter, by the way. So coming in um, second place, our runner up with 37.5% of the vote. Shax, which means Ransom, won this one with 43.8% of the vote. Yeah. I mean, I would. Like is he just like the most normal person out of all of them? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But like, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, had I voted in this, I was like, yeah, man, Shax would like totally like scare you into buying some Thin Mints from him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Buy the Thin Mints. <laughs> Buy my cookies. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's it for the retrospectives, guys. We did it. We did it. Holy shnikes. Holy shnikes. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Let's maybe not get that far behind again now. You know, maybe, you know, whatever, five of these, you know, uh, something like that. Maybe. Uh, hey, we waited out. to do them till all the new episodes were done. <laughs> <laughs> Logic. Star Trek Universe. Stop just chucking shows at us so we get all backed up over here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We need that X lax to not be backed up anymore or some good fiber one of the two okay all right been watching too much lower decks apparently i had to to prepare for this show you know what i'm saying anyway everyone <laughs> i hope you enjoyed this retrospective guys thank you for for a year in the life of star trek uh it's been great um you know we're we're gonna um be taking a couple weeks off for right now um so it won't be it'll be a it won't be a couple weeks by the time you hear this, but uh, we'll be back uh, with, um, you know, that, that one little new show coming out, maybe Lower Deck Season 3, um, when it premieres on August 25th. So we'll get around to it eventually. Maybe we'll just do a whole season at once. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We did that with Season 1. Why not? Um, anyway, guys, thank you so much for, for uh, doing this whole Star Trek voyaging thingy, you know, these voyage thingies. Um, anyway, appreciate y'all. Um, all y'all in Listerland, um, what'd y'all think? Um, do you agree? Do you disagree with what we had to say about um, this show? We, uh, you know, this, this retrospective of Lower Decks Season 2, we'd love to hear it. Uh, you can learn more about us. Connect with us on trtvpod.com. You can also um, open up Hailing Frequencies and um, send us an email to trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. There is a three-minute limit before strange energies come over and decapitate you, so please be quick about it. Now, finally, if you do want to mail us something like Shax's you know, ceramic puppy dog, we would love that. I'd love to put it here in the, in the ready room. Uh, Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas, 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.